Hello and thank you for joining us for episode two of the Models New Podcast. This week we're delighted to present some new work by the multidisciplinary artist Suzanne Walsh. And before we do that, I continued my conversation with Tara Bergen and I asked her if she could share some of her own favourite examples of ekphrastic writing with us. This is the sound of the selected poems of Frank O'Hara being opened. This book is full of ekphrastic poems, but I remember being very impressed by his poem, Why I Am Not a Painter. Firstly, because of the title. I didn't know you could have titles like that in poetry. And then because of the laid-back style that tricks you into thinking it's very off the cuff. It still sounds really modern to me, and it still makes me laugh. Another favourite is W.N. Herbert's excellent poem about a Henry Moore sculpture in Scotland, The King and Queen of Dumfrieshire, in which the sculpted forms become a couple sitting in a car with their sandwiches and a flask of coffee, their favourite argument resting in the back seat, and the glove compartment full of endearments they refuse to take out and use. I am taken by ekphrastic poems that shock me with the way they play fast and loose with their source material. For example, Sylvia Plath's The Disquieting Muses, which takes a de Chirico painting as its title. Parts of the poem do seem to be describing the painting. For example, when she talks about the three figures standing their vigil in gowns of stone. Day now, night now, at head, side, feet, they stand their vigil in gowns of stone. Faces blank as the day... But in other parts... The poem seems charged with specific childhood memories, a world away from the original painting, like when she describes drinking Ovaltine with her brother during a storm. You fed my brother and me cookies and Ovaltine and helped the two of us to choir. Plath's poem is a really good example of how you can use ekphrasis as a means to writing about a topic that's very important to you, but maybe you haven't been able to find a way of approaching it before. I also loved the title of Elizabeth Bishop's poem, Large Bad Painting, because it showed me that not all ekphrastic poems need to be in praise of a work of art. But I suspect that my interest in ekphrasis has its roots in my fascination with the way we retell things. Jokes, stories, songs. Folk songs with their changing versions are part of this. For example, listen to these first two lines of the traditional Scottish song, The Parting Glass, sung here by White Raven. And now listen to it retold by Bob Dylan in the first four lines of his song Restless Farewell. Oh, all the money that in my whole life I did spend Be it mine right or wrongfully I let it slip gladly to my friends To tie up the time most forcefully The combination of honouring the past while taking from it something to call your own is one of the exciting results of ekphrasis. So are cover versions a type of ekphrasis? And where does this leave poems in translation? I think these are probably questions for another podcast, so I'll leave it there.
And that was Tara Bergen there introducing us to some of her favourite examples of ekphrastic writing. Now, Suzanne Walsh is a multidisciplinary artist who created a number of new pieces for this project in response to the visual artwork of A.E. Russell. And here, Walsh reads one of these pieces entitled Between the Lights. Between the Lights Are you there now? Are you there? Are you? I'm here. This is me. This is where me is. There is something that speaks to us. But only in the time we have. Is there a way I've been? Could tell you where we go, but only I haven't seen the sun so small and red. See how it passes, only passes, fall but so much, wanted to come true. I wanted to speak, to say, to say, to say, real is everywhere and not only here. Some are comes and feels for us, but not now. Not forever. I'm only here because I am. Yes, for who do I speak? Tried, tried, but there is a long way down. It is, oh, it is down. Is it follow, they said, they said. To be under is always. And the lights swirl in the not here trees. I did lose and fall until I. Are you there now? Are you there? Are you? Almost there you are. Coming to the end or else I'll be. Filling the day I'm in. Would love if the sphere passes the dark over and the time is come. Forward tomorrow can be, and I will ask it. Tell me how so much lit up 
ask for me. Sometimes we can be, but not always. It's the dark and the inside for us. Can never be, I only wanted. Only wanted, and then, and then, wouldn't want to stay. Not when it is bright and under the light is cold. What is there where there is? Nothing is nothing. We were we. We can't be unless we are. Our always is here. So much, so much, so much, but less so now. Our only is what brings us closer. We feel always here. And that was Suzanne Walsh reading their new work, Between the Lights. In episode four, we will bring you a very special performance by Walsh of the same name, which they also composed in response to the esoteric interests of A.E. Russell. In the meantime, I hope you'll join us next week when we continue the conversation with Tara Bergen about Ekphrasis. And we also hear some very different new pieces of writing composed in response to artworks from the Nylon Collection. This time by... Alice Lines and Claire Louise Bennett. As always, full credits, bios and further information is available on our website, themodel.ie.